whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, Harvey on a prayer. Hey y'all, this is All Black Everything, a podcast where I talk about everything that's all black. I'm your host Harvey and it's Monday, so that means we're going to talk about niggas doing nigga stuff. Now, I, like a lot of Americans, have um, a video platform called Netflix. And recently on Netflix, a movie was released by one great and wealthy nigga named Tyler Cornelius Perry. And that film's name is A Fall From Grace. And me and Tyler Perry, I'll be going back and forth with him. Because I'm like, Tyler, Tyler, you have so much talent. You have so much money. You have so much influence. And yet, your films. Oh, Tyler, your films. So, if you have not seen A Fall From Grace um, and you don't want it spoiled, uh. I don't know how you've been black and on the internet and haven't had it spoiled by now, but I'm just going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. So you need to go watch it if you don't want me to spoil it, or you can just listen to my review and then go watch it. And so, A Fall From Grace is about this woman named Grace who uh, killed her husband. And it's like this high profile case that's all in the media. And then this public defender... I don't know her name in the movie. I also don't know her name in real life. She be in a lot of black films. She has really nice eyebrows. Uh, Google it. Y'all are on your phone right now anyway. Um, she has to do the plea deal for old girl Grace. And Grace is like, I just want to go to jail. And she's like, no, I believe in you. So then she's like, okay, Grace, tell me what happened. And then half the movie is a flashback. But then the other half of the movie ain't a flashback. And I, f- I feel like the ratio of flashback to not flashback is weird. Anyway, um, I have a few thoughts about this film. Um, I wrote them down in the list. Number one, and this is my problem with a lot of Tyler Perry films, um... Tyler, you have the largest studio in the world, and yet, these wigs, these wigs, everybody gets a wig, it's, I know your best friend is Oprah, but, like, you get a wig, you get a wig, like, everybody don't need a wig, like, why, Tyler, what was on your head and face, why, why can't people just have their regular hair out, Tyler Perry had a wig, The husband had a wig. The husband of the lawyer, the cop man, had a wig. Um, The guy that Grace married had a wig. Also, all these man wigs, and y'all still haven't perfected it. Tyler Perry, do you have stock in man wigs? Is that why you've been using man wigs since you came out? Like, why? They're not good. Stop it right now. Stop it. Like, I don't understand how you can keep trying this man wig stuff. And also, there's a way to do it. So, I feel like who's ever doing it don't know what they're doing. No offense, but it doesn't look good. It never looks good. If if somebody can pass this along to somebody who works at Tyler Perry Studios, um, 
tell them that the man wigs don't look good. Second of all, why does Felicia Rashad have a wig on? Felicia Rashad has so much hair. That is just her personal hair. Why did y'all put a wig on Felicia Rashad? I, I don't understand. And lastly, okay, so the man that Grace married, who was the double crosser, first of all, he looks like Montel Jordan. Second of all, how did y'all put a man wig on his head, but his beard don't connect to his goatee? His beard to goatee is so blotchy and like spaced out. I'm like, y'all should have just shaved that off or put a man, a man wig goatee on him but no you just put that sack man wig on the top of his head and did nothing about the rest of his face and i am upset i'm upset secondly it's about this editing so big spoiler i understand where you were going with the white lady jumping off the roof and uh, i understand why that scene was in the movie i don't understand why it was the first scene of the movie and I don't understand why it started out that way it was a weird place to start out because we don't discuss that scene at all until the very end there's nothing it's like as far as storylines go it just seemed out of place like if it would have if we would have discussed that that a little earlier in life like, that would have been way better. Second of all, when... So, the the husband had been to that house before, and I feel like it's weird that the wife goes to that house and the husband doesn't... She Does she not tell her husband where she goes when she goes places? Like, even what street it was on? Like, he never mentioned, like, oh my gosh... A lady killed herself at that house and I was there. What? Like none of that, none of that transpired and it made me very upset. Um, I love Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson, you don't have to be in a Tyler Perry film. Your work speaks for itself. And I don't know why you keep being in these Tyler Perry films. You don't have to mama. You don't have to. Um, I don't know who your agent is, but if they're telling you that you have to, no, you don't. And honestly, Sissy Tyson was the best part of this film, if I'm being honest, because she's amazing. And the rest of it was not. Um, I just want to know why nobody in this whole film was recording any conversations that was happening. Grace had so many conversations with her husband aka Montel Jordan and he confessed so much stuff all the time she was like where's the money he was like oh I needed the money I did this this and this and then he would talk to her any kind of way and then I'm like so you just you have an iPhone and you didn't want to record any of this grace so that when you went back to the police because the police couldn't help you before when you went back to police you could play them the recording and be like this is what i'm going through in my house you just you couldn't do that grace you have to go straight for the bat grace you just have to go straight for the bat next um i just want to know grace how how do you get 
a lace front in prison. Um, once again, Tyler Perry Studios, it's very obvious that these lace fronts are lace fronts. Um, you are fooling no one. And I just want to know how you are allowed to have a lace front in jail. Second of all, things that are out of place in jail. Um, when the lawyer got put in contempt of court and thrown in the cell, um, she still out on all her jewelry. And I don't know much about what happens when you get, uh, when you have to get locked up for contempt of court. But I would think that they would take your jewelry off of you. Next. Ooh, this part made me so mad. So when the cop husband, he's literally, you guys, he is literally like in the middle of arresting a perp. And he's reading him his rights. And he's like, you have the right to remain silent. And then he gets a call on his radio. And it's like, hey, officer so-and-so, you need to uh, go look at your computer right now. You won't believe it. So then he leaves the perp on the hood of his car, bent over with his hands handcuffed behind his back. And he goes into his car to look at his laptop. This man does not open a single file or email as soon as he turns on the laptop it's felicia rashad's face on like all these mug shots and i'm like i don't know how police laptops work but i know in order to send someone an email they have to open up the email in a browser of some sort it doesn't just pop up on your screen and then after he sees who she is he goes to her house and on his before he leaves the parking lot what happens to the perp the perp is literally still bent over on the hood of this man's car the police officer closes his door starts his car and then the perp lifts stands up and just watches the police officer drive away you just left this perp you left the perp what is what Huh? I don't... I don't understand. You guys. I do not understand. How do you just leave the perp? You couldn't just lock... Throw him in the back of the car and go? He can't go nowhere with he's in the back of the car. You literally let this man go free. And that brings me to the next thing. When you handcuffed Felicia Rashad, when you handcuffed that woman, you laid her over the the kitchen table and said, stay there. I am, I don't understand what world you live in, Mr. Light-Skinned Police Officer. But when somebody has committed a crime and they have the opportunity to escape, they're not just going to stay there because you said so, sir. And then she just literally walked out of her own house. She walked out of her own house, you guys, because he told her to stay there because he didn't handcuff her to anything. You are in a whole kitchen. There's nothing you couldn't have handcuffed her to so that she couldn't just simply walk out of her own house. I am upset, okay? Now, before I'm jumping ahead... Before he handcuffed Felicia Rashad, the light-skinned police officer 
they they had a tussle um, between him and Felicia. And I want to know how Felicia conked that man's noggin with a cast iron skillet and (laughs) he like went down a little bit but he wasn't knocked out i don't know what it's like to get conked in the head with anything but i feel like a cast iron skillet should have knocked you all the way out how to understand how a cast iron skillet did less damage than a whole wooden baseball bat that didn't make any sense so either felicia shot can't fight or this movie was badly directed and i think we can guess what the actual answer is it makes no sense and i think felicia shot can fight so who who was in charge and then you guys the ending the quote-unquote plot twist i feel like there was too much going on like so first of all they are kidnapping old ladies and taking all their money and locking them up in the basement and the son is going around fake marrying women so that he can put their homes up for mortgage and just take all the money and run off why both why both why not one one of just one of those is very interesting and a great setup for a movie why do both have to be happening tyler cornelius perry i just want to know why and honestly all this can be summed up to like one thing and it's that tyler in all the acres of land that you have on your studio property all those acres of land there's not a single writer besides yourself and you said this tyler perry you said this on your instagram that there is no writer's room and it's just you so you're telling me you're out here producing shows signing contracts uh doing all this stuff making lots of money and you're writing every single thing that you do you don't have to tyler you have proven yourself tyler you could just sit down you could still have final say on the script you all i need is for you to just run that by somebody and say hey so uh felicia shot's gonna have like 12 women locked up in her basement also her son montel jordan is gonna be out here just fake marrying women and stealing all their money uh what do you think about that and then somebody anybody that you asked in this world would have said oh you know what maybe just one of those tyler and that would have been a thousand times better of a film i believe and my problem is this y'all that tyler perry has done so much for black creatives okay he's he gave idris elba a job when people wouldn't give him a job he gave uh taraji p henson a job when nobody else would give her a job and so i don't understand why he won't give these young black writers out there a job when nobody else would give them a job why not tyler you can afford it you can do this and and it's just like he employs so many black people and like he's made all this success he's like this black success story but his products it's not as impressive as 
as the early 2000s. Early 2000s, you can get away with that stuff because you're just trying to make it happen. You've made it happen, Tyler. You don't have to do it like this anymore. You have one formula and you're sticking to it. And I'll, it's 2020, man. It's it's okay. It's okay to change. It's okay to ask for some dang on help so you can get even more successful than you are right now. That being said, Tyler, I am an actor. And if you hire me, like, that would be great. Like, if Tyler Perry called me up and was like, hey, girl, um, I got this film coming up. Uh, Medea does the hokey pokey. You want to be in it? I'd be like, yes, sir. I'm on my plane to Atlanta right now. Uh, and that's it, y'all. This is a long episode. I don't care. It's my podcast. I do what I want. And that podcast is All Black Earth Day. And I'm your host, Harvey. You can follow me on the social media uh, at Harvey the Bunny on Instagram, all one word spelled correctly, or on Facebook. My page is called Harvey Dash the Melanin Goddess with spaces all between those words. And before I go, I just have one more thing to say to y'all. And it's January, and it's that time of year, tis the season, and I really need y'all to do this. Hold on to them tax returns. Let me tell you something. Baby daddies have a way of uh, coming back into your life during this season. And let me tell you, they don't, you don't need them. And they don't really need you. They just want that tax return. And then they're going to bit pop out of your life. Uh, bye! <laughs>